you been helped? Don't you remember, Critic? It's me, Tamra. Tamra. Oh yeah, from the Catwoman review. Yeah, yeah, you're you're funny in that. Thank you. I find you socially awkward due to your disturbing silence. I see that you have the Wicker Man DVD in your possession. Oh, uh, yeah. Did you know that that's my favorite movie? I don't even know what your last name is, so why would I know that? Do you have the original or the unrated version? Uh, the unrated. Oh, good. Why? No reason. Enjoy your movie. Oh, well, thanks. I w that was weird. Ah! Fuck! Can you go that way, please? Jesus, what the hell's going on around here? Ah! Will you get out of here, please? Ah! Run around and piss off! Ah! Get out of here, you little whack-a-mole! As if this week couldn't get any more creepy. Let's keep it going with Nicholas Cage Month! Nicholas Cage. I actually have a confession to make. I'm actually not Nicholas Cage. I'm Nicholas Cage pretending to be a narrator who sounds like Nicholas Cage. Is it fucked up? <laughs> well, anyway, I'm gonna be starring in about 26 other movies this month, and if they ever made a live-action Winnie the Pooh, I'd play Eeyore. Hello, I'm the Nostalgia Critic. I remember it so you don't have to. Let's talk about Neil LeBute. You might not recognize his name, but you might recognize his movies. Lakeview Terrence, Nurse Betty, and probably his most controversial, In the Company of Men. And if you were like most moviegoers, this was probably your reaction to them. His films usually had a shockingly harsh, mean-spirited tone that many critics liked, but most audiences didn't know how to accept. We take a girl that time, just some corn-fed bitch, and then one day, out goes a rug, and us pulling it hard. She'll be reaching for the sleeping pills within a week. And we will laugh about this till we are very old men. People came out of each film saying, It is piss my pants uncomfortable, which I think is the film's intent, but is the film actually any good? I think so... wish? It's saying something... ish? That I think is beneficial... ish? For years and years, nobody quite knew what to make of it. That is, until the abominable remake that finally gave moviegoers clarity. That being that out of all his films, we know that quite clearly this one is absolute shit. That remake is, of course, Wicker Man. Based on the British cult hit of the 70s, the film centers around a cop brought in to investigate an abduction on an island ran by a bizarre cult. The major change in this one? The island is dominated by women. Yeah, interesting change, but I'm sure the guy who wrote a story about sexist men breaking the heart of a lonely, depressed deaf woman will clearly show no signs of misogyny here. But why wait to find out? Let's take a look at the burning disaster remake that is Wicker Man. So it's the credits roll. We naturally open up with our hero, played by Nicholas Cage. Hallelujah. He's a cop who likes checking out books that I'm sure most of us will need to read after viewing this picture. He's off doing his copley duties when he sees a kid drop her doll out the window. Jesus! 
Jesus! I didn't think you could make Nicolas Cage grabbing a girl's doll actually look cool, but by God, this movie actually kind of pulled it off! In the name of Strawberry Shortcake, you shall be avenged! So he pulls the car over to give the child back her doll. We won't let it happen again, sir. Great, thanks a lot. Sonny, stop that! I'm, I'm so sorry, she's belted in, but... Don't worry, it comes with the territory, I'll get it. As an officer, it's my duty to keep my eyes peeled for any opportunity to serve and protect. Except, of course, when a giant truck is traveling on the wrong side of the road for no reason, plunging innocent civilians into a fiery ditch. For some reason, I'm not very good at spotting those. Cage tries to save them, but the little girl's too busy being needlessly creepy because... That's what kids in movies kind of did for a while. And she burns up in the fire. Cut to some time later, they never specifically say how long, as it seems Cage has a problem getting over his mistake. Hey. So. That about sums it up. So, um, you got a scene for me? Stuff helping you? You don't have to stay. I don't really need visitors. Well, she added a lot. As we see, Cage gets a letter from his ex-fiance, who apparently has elvish penmanship, and alerts him that not only has she moved to an island called Summer Isle, not only does she have a child named Rowan, not only is she probably his, not only is she now missing and she's incredibly concerned, but she wants him to come to the island and look for her. God damn! That's like Jesus finally writing to his father saying how he enjoyed Jerusalem. Hey. Hey. So he goes to his cop friend to try and get some advice who quite frankly seems way too spontaneously into this, having just heard about it. The plot thickens. So is this like some old girlfriend or something, this, uh, Willow? We were engaged. Sounds like she got kind of close with someone else, too. <laughs> Summer's Isle? And she's got the nerve to contact you now? Shit. I mean, you're gonna blow this off, right? Why don't you do a little digging on her first? I mean, come on, tell her to contact the father. Give her a call. I don't know why, I'm just really upset about your problems right now. Hello? Oh, your husband's been murdered? Well, boo fuckity hoo! We need to be in that briefing in 10 minutes. Okay. Hey, it's good to see you. Yeah. Still got no scene for me? Okay. Nevertheless, Cage agrees to the case as when traveling to the island, he can't help but still think of the girl he let down before. really need a sign that says no trucks allowed? If it's a party boat, do we have to put no trucks under 21 allowed? <laughs> Holy fuck! This movie's dramatic subtlety is on par with UHF! <laughs> so he gets to the island of Summer Isle, or as I like to call it, the Creepy Shire, as he comes across some scary hobbit folk. Now, a complaint has been made by a resident of this island. A complaint, you say? Yes, ma'am, about a missing child. Well, no, that's always trouble. What's in the bag? A shark or something? Go on. Take a peek. <laughs> well, nothing suspicious here. You go ahead and take your bleeding, moving, human-sized bag to wherever while you laugh maniacally. I'm gonna go see if this place has any cake. So he walks into the middle of the Hocus Pocus 2 auditions to see if he can get any answers. 
Are you the barmaiden here, or whatever you call it? I'm Sister Beach, yes. <laughs> What's her name again? I'm Sister Beach, yes. <laughs> Please tell me that's the only time we hear that name. Mrs. Beach. Sister Beach. Sister Beach. Sister Beach. <sighs> There's not enough images of slaughtered bunnies in the world to get me not to laugh at that. Sister Beach. <laughs> My brethren will get revenge in the hokiest, most over-the-top way possible. Sorry, I'm allergic. So he comes across his ex-fiance named Willow, who has quite the talent for giving all information and no information at the same time. What in the hell happened to you? We were young. So what? Why do we do anything? I need some kind of answer. I was scared. Why do this? We're different here. Was it some other guy? I wasn't ready for this. Okay, if I give you a multiple choice between A, B, and C, will you give me a straight answer then? I choose Q. Christ. Speaking of which, Cage continues to see all sorts of strangeness on the island. Twins talking in unison, women wearing red hoods over their heads, everybody talking in scary foreshadowing tones, Lily Sobieski. And oddly enough, decides not to get the fuck out of there. But again, being Cage, maybe this all makes him feel at home. Excuse me, did someone unpack my bag? Because I'm missing some tapes. I wouldn't know about that. They're called Everything's Okay. Good. Look, there she goes, that girl is so peculiar. Things don't get any better when he continues to dream about the same girl he lost before. <laughs> That's not her daughter, though. <laughs> again? This thing follows his subconscious like Freddy Krueger driving the truck from Duel! It doesn't get any scarier the more you show it, it just gets funnier! <laughs> Can we just get a loop of that? <laughs> and they say there's nothing good on the internet. But Cage thinks he sees Rowan in the garden and tries to go after her, thinking he's narrowed her down in the barn. Rowan? I could hear your vroosh. Which is really obnoxious when you think about it. How come in a movie, whenever somebody passes the camera in the dark, it's always accompanied by a vroosh? I mean, do people have no control over that? It's really annoying. <laughs> ah! Malcolm! Huh? Can you keep your vroosh down? I was just talking about how obnoxious it is. Sorry. It's the new shoes. He loses track of her and doesn't seem to get any closer. Making this scene... Entirely pointless. He does, however, notice what any fucking idiot would notice the first time being there. A massive lineup of pictured girls all looking like they're about to be sacrificed at an altar. But one picture seems to be missing. Our harvest festival, we have one the end of each autumn. And then the festival of fertility, too, of course. What happened last year's? Afraid it got ruined last night. Okay, let's cut the bullshit. We all know you're Brian Cox in drag. Just stop pretending! So he goes to see if he can get any answers from little Lily. Hey, I meant to ask you in there, do you recognize this girl? <laughs> uh, well, where's the other woman who works here? No, let's go back to the question you just asked and clearly didn't get an answer to. Have you seen this little girl? God, do you have any policemen in sight? Would you do this on any other case? Excuse me, have you seen this white man with glasses and a goatee? <laughs> okay, well that's good enough for me. Alright guys, nothing to see here! Things get, imagine this, even stranger when he goes to a school that only seems to be teaching girls. Will you tell us what man represents in his purest form? Yes. Phallic symbol, phallic symbol. Hey, hey, hey!
As a man, I am very offended. I mean, you're not supposed to just say it. School's really changed since I was a kid. How dare you stand there and frighten my children? Wow, Nicolas Cage is so creepy he can scare people by just standing in the same room as them? Don't, let's be honest, none of us are surprised by that. Whose desk is this? My apologies. We are studying the textbook of lazy jump scares. Okay, chapter two, children, walking by the camera and going The more questions he asks, of course, the fewer answers he gets. If Rowan Woodward existed... If! I suppose her mother is lying to me too, huh? Not lying, no. Grieving. You mean that Rowan is dead? It was an accident. What kind of accident? Leave things alone, please. Sister Rose, how'd she die? She'll burn to death. What'd you just say? She burned to death. So, seeing how Rowan has more inconsistent backstories than Tommy Wiseau, Cage sets out at least to locate the body or grave, which neither Willow nor Cage thinks proves at all that she's actually dead. They put it there, I didn't. Who's that? So, here's a crazy idea. He asks her to take him to the place where she last saw her. Uh, shouldn't this have been the first friggin' thing that he did? So this is where you last saw Rowan? Hmm. Yeah? Can you give me the details? It's important. Sorry, I don't operate in details. Just foreshadowing bullshit that makes for great creepy padding. And you're sure it's no way it could be someone from off the island? No. Well, that could be considered a clue if it wasn't typical writing for any child stuck at school. Wait for me. So he doesn't seem to get any closer. That is, until he thinks he sees her drowning under the dock. Clearly, it was just a dream. Well, maybe it wasn't! Oh my god! Nope, just a dream. God damn it! A double fake out? Really? We're that desperate? <gasps> god, the least I could have done is at least thrown in another truck. So he goes to ask more questions after randomly passing by the cult of Jawas, as he just now fucking realizes that Rowan was the girl missing in the framed picture. No, you think? Why didn't you tell me Rowan was a part of all this? Huh? The rituals. Well, I'm frightened of this place, too. All right, I'm sorry. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Jesus Christ, does this guy ever use his brain? These have got to be some of the worst detective skills of all time. I mean, how stupid do you have to be? How's the review coming, critic? That's it! Listen here, you creepy little elf on a shelf. I'm not going to let a crazy and potentially dangerous person get in the way of my work. What are you going to do? Leave, call for backup, bring in as many sane and rational people possible to level out this insane playing field. No, that'd be unbelievably stupid. I'm just gonna ask obvious question after obvious question that anyone would know in the hopes that you will give me an incredibly vague answer that will make me more angry. Oh, all right then, go ahead. What's going on here? They would know. Who is they? They is them. Them is they? All is knowing. Knowing is all? You can't understand that not understanding is understanding when you can't understand. Understand. Your vagueness is making me angry! Then maybe I should leave. Fine. Think I've utilized my detective skills long enough? Get out of here! Whew. Okay, so after that,
bad day to be me. Keeping with his brilliant deduction skills, Cage gets absolutely no answers from anybody, so he tours the island more. He notices that the men on the island are only used for labor and are never allowed to speak. Kinda like how they treat people at Walmart. But trouble starts at Bruin when he comes across a giant farm of bees. As you remember, Cage is horribly allergic to bees. So, what to do? Run deeper into the farm of bees, of course! Because it's... Opposite day? gets stung too many times and passes out, but is saved by some of the workers who dropped him off at Sister Summer Isle's home, the woman who runs the island, played by Ellen Burstyn. They go walking just outside the beehives, which Cage seems to be taking miraculously well, seeing how he nearly died from them. I'd piss my pants if I saw one on a sandwich after that! So she talks about how they honor the great goddess and also their treatment of men on the island. Men are what? Second-class citizens? No, not at all. We love our men. We're just not subservient to them. The men are a very important part of our little colony. Breeding, you know. My god, this island is terrible. All the men do around here is mate and stay at home and mate and not have to talk to anybody and mate. And can I vacation here? The strongest, the finest, the most sturdy of our kind. Female, right? Well, when the upper body strength fairy comes to help you move a recliner, then we'll talk! But then Cage remembers, oh yeah, the little girl thing, and brings the questions back to looking for her. Perhaps it is time for you to stop bullshitting me, okay? Yeah, you be careful. Especially when a little girl's life is at stake. My little girl. I'm sure you've guessed. As a matter of fact, yes. I'm only interested in the law. <laughs> now, do I have permission to open the grave of Rowan Woodward? Oh, I was under the impression I'd already given it to him. So he gets permission to look through the grave, but all he finds is a burnt little doll. This, of course, gets Cage even angrier! Is hers? Tell me! Yep. How to get burned? How to get burned? I... How to get burned? How to get burned? Somebody lit it! Somebody lit it! Where are you going? Back to her place. And I'm coming with you. No, Willow, I mean it. But maybe if we... Something bad is about to happen. I can feel it. Yes, because everything's been going great up until now. I'd hate to see what happens if this all went down some weird, nonsensical road. Like, that's a good start. Let's see what's behind door number two. No, oh, is it weird bee thing o'clock already? And folks, that's only the beginning of where this Tijuana car wash of insanity takes you. Including the great Gonzo being pulled over by Cage at gunpoint. Get off the bike. Step away from the bike. I have shot people over less than this! Hey, guess who I am? That's right, Monica Crawley. It is he. Huh, so that's why the Olsen twins don't make public appearances anymore. <laughs> we were playing, why the hell would we be laughing except to create a not-so-creepy environment because the acting and storytelling can't deliver on its own. Now with a take-home edition. And 
now we've entered a Kager in Narnia. But instead of Aslan leading the party, we have... Oh my god. Oh goddess of the fields, please accept our offering. We may be able to take this off our resume, but we'll never be able to take it off our embarrassing IMDB page! <laughs> And yes, it looks like Cage has finally had enough of this goddamn motherfucking island. Time to punch a beach in the mouth. <clears throat> That's what making me think you were Albert Finney. But little Lily attacks, and yes, they actually do have a fight sequence together. All while Carolot is getting smashed. <laughs> You know, for the stronger sex island, you could teach less wimpy fighting moves. Yeah. Fear me, I am mighty. Yeah. Well, looks like Sobieski needs to sober up ski. So he disguises himself in a bear suit Mrs. Beach was gonna wear, and he works his way into the LARP parade. Help, a bear ate me, get me out of here! Ha ha ha! No, seriously, we're all in big trouble. I thought I told you to wait for me. What do you mean? I had to come. So Cage finally finds Rowan, who's about to be sacrificed, and decides to save the day in one of the most surreal, unintentionally funny moments ever put to film. What is it? What's wrong, sister? What is it? What's wrong, sister? Hey, Critic, what are you looking at? Family pictures? No. All my old bear jokes. I've made so many in the past. Oh, look at this one. This is when Christopher Walken said it's not over. Bears. He never says anything like a human. <laughs> oh, and here. This is from Care Bears 2 when Dark Hearts said time for a game of disappearing bears. He never says anything natural either. <laughs> Oh, and there's Charlton Heston talking about hunting bears, and there's even Sean Connery in a bear suit. Wow, so many bear memories. And yet here, Malcolm, here in Wicker Man, is the holy grail of bear scenes. A moment where Nicolas Cage is in a bear suit and he punches out a woman while Ellen Braveheart watches. <sighs> there's just so many jokes I can do and I don't know which one to pick. Maybe I should just skip the joke altogether. Hey, don't talk like that. You know, sometimes the more obvious the joke, the more it has to be addressed. But which one should I do? Which one should I do? Tell you what, why don't you do all of them? All of them? Yes. That way the public can decide which one's best. You know, that's not such a bad idea. Thank you, Malcolm. Thank you for understanding my bear dilemma. That's what I'm here for. Is it working? Yes. Everything's going according to plan. 
Okay, so here are my Nicolas Cage bear jokes. Waka waka whore. Papa Bear says this bitch is too conscious. Bernstein family says hi. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Winnie the Shut the Fuck Up. The bear necessities will like you to get more acquainted with the ground. Gummy bears bouncing here and there and in your face. Sister Rose, meet Brother Bear. I hear you've been harnessing picking at baskets. Paddington told me we should meet face to face. Can't get enough of that golden crisp, it's got the crunch with punch! And the number one Nicolas Cage bear joke is... Only you can prevent not getting your ass kicked by Nicolas fucking Cage! Play me on Paul! So Cage saves Rowan, but little does he know she was never in any danger at all. In fact, she even runs back to her group who welcome her with open arms. You have come of your own free will to keep this appointment with the wicker man. And now the game is over. The game of the hunter leading the hunted. This was all part of a new reality show called Fucking with Cage. Next week, we're gonna see what happens if we make him think he's a vampire. I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! We led you to believe that your daughter would be sacrificed due to the failure of the crops last year. They failed, all right, disastrously so. But we are always prepared with a powerful sacrifice. And that, my friend, is your destiny. It is your destiny. So their thought is that his sacrifice will bring the crops back to flourish like it has all the other years of sacrificing they've done. But wait, if he had to come of his own free will, why didn't they just capture him after he got to the island? Why all the running around and mystery? And most importantly, how did that little doll get burned? I'm sorry, it couldn't have come from a match. Be back! Cage tries to fight them off, but what do you know? No more bullets. They break his legs, take him to a giant wicker man, and put him inside, setting it ablaze. Worst burning man ever. The crow must die! The crow Oh hey, I can see there's a higher resort just over those trees. Boy, don't I feel stupid. <laughs> and thus, the poor man is burned alive by the power-hungry women, who wish to do nothing but break and control anyone of the opposite sex. Well, at least we now know how Rush Limbaugh views feminism. It doesn't stop there. We get one more ending where, I swear to God, James Franco and Jason Ritter are off-duty cops in a bar chatting it up. Check it out. Yeah, I think so. Hey, you want to hear about a role where I destroy a world's entire future by my mere existence? Planet of the Apes? No, Oz, the great and powerful. Well, hello there. <laughs> but then Sister Willow enters in, and presumably, it all starts over again. When you leave here, where are you going? my apartment. When you do, will you take me with you? <laughs> bitches! You bitches! And that was Wicker Man! What the fuck? 
I think it's trying to be anti-feminist, but on the other hand, Cage is kind of a shouting idiotic jerk, as are half the other guys in the movie, so maybe it's the other way around, showing that being chauvinistic and misogynistic will lead to your demise, but then why do they try to make this place come off so creepy and insane? I don't know, and in the end, I don't care, because it's incredibly obvious this is a giant piece of shit. I mean, this flick is so entertainingly bad, and every other second has something to laugh at in terms of how awkward it is. So, if you're looking for a batshit insane movie that'll have you unintentionally laughing in the aisles, then this Wickerham is for you. I'm the Nostalgia Critic, I remember it so you don't have to. Isn't that usually it? Not quite. Aren't you forgetting something, Critic? Tamara, the hell are you doing here? The review is over. There's one famous part you forgot to mention. The most famous part of the movie, and my all-time favorite scene. Not. No. The. No. B. No, goddammit! Everybody talks about that stupid scene! The internet has talked about this stupid scene since the beginning of stupid scenes! We are not talking about that stupid scene! I'm not talking about that stupid scene! You're not talking about that stupid scene! You're not talking about that stupid scene! We are not talking about that stupid scene! I thought you'd say that, which is why we've come to make sure that you follow through. Over four million hits on YouTube. Countless quotes in countless forums. It cannot be ignored. It is your destiny. No. The, the more obvious the joke, the, the more it has to be addressed. No. The more obvious the joke, the more it has to be addressed. Wait, you think saying that in unison is somehow gonna change my mind? No, but this will. <laughs> Reference the bees. Never. <laughs> Reference the bees. Never! The irony is that the most famous scene in this movie, where Cage is being tortured by the bees, isn't even in the original. It was in the unrated cut. So this moment literally is so enjoyed that it became popular despite it never getting a theatrical release. So what is it about this moment that everybody goes nuts for? Is it the bees are so horribly CG'd? Is it that the idea itself is so crazy? Is it that he keeps shouting they're in my eyes when they're clearly not in his eyes? Out of my eyes! My eyes! Well, the only conclusion I can come to why everybody loves this scene, of course, is the cage man himself. It's only a few seconds long, but he does his thing. 
screaming at the top of his lungs, asking what something is like they're honestly gonna tell him. What is it? What is it? And even shaking his head back and forth going blah, blah, ah, ah. Perhaps it's because it's not just typical over the top. Well, okay, it kind of is, but it's also just kind of awkward. He's not going full cage freakout. This is more like an eight or a nine. If he was, his eyes would be more bulgy like they usually are. He just sort of goes halfway and then kind of gives up. Which bizarrely enough makes it even more over the top and strange. Perhaps it's one of those instances where going big but not all the way big makes it even more awkward and memorable. And surprisingly maybe making it the biggest moment in any cage movie. It has its own unique blend of strange, not of this world, so bad it's good corniness that will live on in ridiculous film history. Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! Oh, my eyes! My eyes! Ah! Ah! There! You happy, you crazy, obsessed fuck? Oh, I am. I am. Wait, where the hell are you going? Don't you understand, Critic? The journey never ends. I must find other Nicolas Cage fans to talk about this scene. So that it may be exploited for all of eternity. Okay, we are having a meeting about this tomorrow. She was very persuasive. No, no. Best Nicolas Cage movie ever. Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. You're out of your mind because it's the John Woo classic, Face Off. Why? Because you've got Nicolas Cage wielding twin gold-plated Desert Eagles. He was doing that in his own mind in Bad Lieutenant, plus with Dancing Souls, Iguanas, and Fat Val Kilmer. Peach, I could eat a peach for hours. But be that as it may. <coughs> I hear you two are Nicolas Cage fans. It's a touch. A bit of an understatement, honestly. Would that mean that you would be interested in maybe doing a, a Wicker Man review in the future? Possibly for little old me. Nice. Hold it! What the hell? Okay, Arya Stark, if you think you can just leave after all the crazy shit you put me through, you got another thing coming. You are by far the craziest, nastiest, meanest, sadisticest, psychoticistestest, criminally insane, unwell, mentally ill, fucking obsessed nutjob I've ever seen in my entire life, and I am gonna do what needs to be done about it. You wanna come work for me? My views always seem to go up whenever I'm in pain. Yeah, sure. Can't you read? No trucks under 21! Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was a 2012 Silverado. How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned?